1: World Report family, it's your boy Mike G here with my man Ike Jones. We got another special guest for you guys today. On the line, we got Jairus McIntyre, former Auburn wide receiver from 2000 to 2003. Sixth round draft selection by the Kansas City Chiefs. Jairus, thank you for joining us today, man. What's going on?
2: Not too much, man. How y'all doing over there?
1: Uh, not bad, not bad. Lots of things going on in and around the Auburn program. And as a former receiver, we we wanted you to come on today and, and help us kind of educate our listeners on what it's like for a receiver playing in one system and then going to another system. Uh, you had an interesting career at Auburn. Uh, and in my opinion, probably one of the most underrated receivers we actually had. Uh, yeah. So I, one of my favorite Auburn moments as a camera guy was uh, we were on the road at Vanderbilt, third game of the season, and we had not scored a touchdown yet two games into the year. And you actually scored our first touchdown of the season. Tupperville gave a very rousing, you know, speech going into that one because we were kind of stagnant offensively and you caught the ball, bounced off like three defenders and then broke it out to the end zone. <laughs> one of my favorite Auburn moments ever. Um, so, you know, can you uh, can you talk about a little bit uh, to us about what it was like being on that team? Because you played with some notable guys, man—Carlos Dansby, Dontarius Thomas, Carlos Rogers. You know, what was your fondest memory playing at Auburn that senior season?
2: That probably that moment that you said. I mean, uh, it, it helped propel myself that season. You know, becoming a leader, becoming a uh, you know playmaker on that football team. And I just feel like that moment. It, it, it you know kind of helped us through the season and uh just making plays it, it was it was a great game it was kind of going back and forth we had scored in two games and I was like man some some got to shake some got to happen and and I was able to make a play Jay Camp threw a great ball made a play and, and that was probably one of the one of my main memories at, at Auburn scoring that touchdown breaking that tackle um and we went on a roll after that for the most part and um Lost another game here or there, but but we kind of went on a roll. And I honestly feel like that season helped propel that that 2004 team to to some some big things because we had a lot of juniors, like you said, Ronnie Brown, Cadillac, Jason Campbell, Carlos Rogers. There were some juniors on that team that uh, had an opportunity to go to the NFL, but they decided to come back right. and um, and propel themselves to undefeated year in 2004. But uh, I think that old three season with the with the ups and downs and the in the uh, Expectations that we had going in is, is maybe being able to win a national title and now scoring the first two games in offensive touchdown, and then myself being able to make a play, uh, break off a couple of tackles, and score was really, really a fond memory that I have uh, as an Auburn Tiger, especially in that season.
1: Well, I can't let you get out of here before I ask you about the 2003 Iron Bowl. Yeah. Now, You experienced something that not a lot of Kurt Auburn players can say they experienced, in that you went into Bryant Denny and beat Alabama on the road, right? So if you remember, if I remember correctly, Ronnie and Cadillac got hurt going into that game, so we were down to our third-string running back, Trey Smith. Uh, Can you talk about what it's like to go into Bryant Denny and beat Alabama?
2: I mean, it, it was it was we were underdogs. Nobody really gave us a chance. Lackarani weren't playing. Uh, we had to put in some different things throughout the week, some empty sets with Coach Petrino, who uh, was an office coordinator then, if I'm not mistaken. And we just had to put in some empty steps, but it, in empty sets, but I think we really, really played with heart that night or that day. Um, guys made plays. Guys were unselfish. And it was really, really another fun moment in, 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 in my Auburn career, just being able to go on the road, and I wanna say that may have started our streak into winning, I think, five or six or seven or whatever it was in I a row with called. Coach Tupper, with Coach Tupperville. But I think that oh that season that you're saying started that off and we had some good senior leadership from Javaris Robinson and guys like that and Mark Brown, that we we had a strong defense. Jay Campbell's a young quarterback and that and, and, and defense really, really helped us that season. But but it's really uh, a great memory. And like I said, nowadays, you know, it's just, it's been a little tough when we've been at Bryant Denny Stadium. But like I tell these guys that I'm coaching now, I want to hear all that Bama stuff. I mean, when I, <laughs> when I went, when we played Bama, we 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 beat them up, you know. Yeah. And, and and we went to Bama, we beat them up. They came to us, we beat them up. And yeah, it's a little different now. But but when when I look at Bama, and I and I think about my career against Bama, it was it was for the most part victories at home and there. So. Um, hopefully we can get back to that, yeah. um, and and we have beat them a little. You know, we did Gus beat them sometimes at home or whatnot, and he's beat them uh, when they had Cam there. But but I just feel like getting back to what we had and what we could do and what Auburn can do. Um, I, I I hope to see that sometime soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, talk to me a little bit um, about. Uh, you talked a little bit about like uh, the game and how you know J. Cam threw you a good ball and all that kind of stuff. I want to talk a little bit about like the chemistry that you have to build, uh, specifically wide receiver and quarterback. Like, what what is it like to build that chemistry? Uh, you had a couple of different quarterbacks in your time, so like, how did you develop the chemistry necessary, and how does that translate to how well you're able to uh, produce that on uh, on the field?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of that is trust starts with starts with practice um the timing being able to know that quarterback is going to trust you and I think a lot of times that comes with 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 it being able to have that quarterback to trust where that receiver is going to be so a lot of that is just repetition at practice that quarterback being comfortable with the receiver the receiver running the right route at the right depth um and and being consistent in catching the football so so I, I mean I think the biggest part of that is practice yeah a lot of kids don't want to hear it and and, and things like that but in the offseason get with your quarterbacks receivers get your quarterbacks quarterbacks get with your receivers run your routes run your timing routes run your non-timing routes your play action posts your comebacks your quick game and the slants and the hitches and things like that just so that you guys are all on the same page and on Saturdays it's it's you know second nature when it comes to you
0: wow and, and how, how much of that was um you know Directed by a coach And how much of that Was just you guys Deciding hey we need To get out here And develop this Like how much Was you I, all Just taking I, re, that
2: I really think The great ones Are the ones That end up Doing it really Really well They take it Amongst themselves Because there's only So much the coaches Can do You only have so many Hours through the week And when it's those Hot summer days And, and you know You're tired of Running them 110s And those, those 300 yard shuttles But you stay after To run routes on air Do one on ones Against receivers I feel like it's More so within more so at the end And like with You know Somebody like Jason um, Wasn't a, that raw raw guy But he was going to be out there On the field Throwing the ball And we would stay out there Get the reps Get the reps So you know Come Saturdays we're, Our timing was there And we would be able to Make the play need be
1: Wow You know um, in, in line with that uh, uh, With that question I want to ask you A little bit about How system plays into this Right So um, You played for Three different coordinators I think in three years uh, mm-hmm. Four years You know, um, know, Petrino came in. You guys had a guy before that. And then there was the Minger thing that we did in 2003, right? So um, you you mentioned during the Iron Bowl that you guys put in some empty sets and did some things differently. And one of the things that fans have been really focused on uh, is that former wide receivers are saying that the system that we have been running doesn't really prepare guys for the next level. Right, Mm -hmm. You get to the league and the route trees aren't really complicated. Can you talk a little bit about what it's going to be like for a kid going from something that's kind of hurry up no huddle to something with more pro style concepts and what the receivers responsibilities are in a pro style system?
2: Yeah, I I think that and I saw some comments about that over the years with, with the Auburn receivers. And it, it kind of depends on which receiver you were. Um, looking at, like, say, Ricardo Lewis, because I know he came out with some of those comments back in the day, right, right. I think he might have been that guy that they used just to go deep. You know, so, but then you look at, say, a Duke Williams, or who else in the, who was in the system? Sam, Duke Sammy, Coates. Sammy, Sammy Coates. Yeah, Sammy Coates. Or, or, like, or, like, or like receivers right now, like a Seth. Or, yeah, or receiver right now, like Seth. Depending on where you were, where you're lined up will depend on what types of routes you're running. So if Ricardo Lewis or Darius Slayton were just running deep balls, they may feel like, hey, when it's time for me to run a comeback or a curl, I haven't really run that. Right. So right. when I get to the next level, that may be something different for me. But I, I'm not really buying into that because I think I think as a receiver, at any level, you start running hitches, curls, comebacks, digs, almost in middle school these days. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. So to say, oh, I won't be ready for the league. Well, if you know you want to play at the next level, in my opinion, if if Coach Malzahn or whomever, whatever offense you're in, has you running that deep post, let's just say I'm going to take it amongst myself to learn how to run a curl or a comeback or a slant that we don't run a lot of. Um, And then when it's time, then you'll know how to run that route. But on the flip side, I kind of do understand because you may not be getting your game time reps running those routes that, that they run in the NFL and you and you think it may be hindering you but I feel like if you get those extra reps on your own then when it's time to run those at the combine or at a pro day um, you'll be alright and, and I, and I, and I want to just say like it's almost where you're playing in the offense because I have seen say like Seth Williams run digs I've seen him run a couple slants you know I've seen him run the deep ball but to me it looked like with say Slayton He was running post and goes. With Ricardo Lewis, he was running post and goes. So for those guys, it may have been a different because they may have been the X or the 9 or whatnot in the offense, and they're not running the different routes like, say, that Eli Stove ran or or Schwartz had ran. So I think it comes, you know, it's it's a little different when when you're kind of looking at it from that perspective.
1: Mm. Well, you had one guy that um, particularly you coached on the high school level that I was really excited about, and his career at Auburn didn't pan out. You had Nate Craig Myers. Um, And coming out of high school at one point as a junior, I think he was the number one overall recruit at some point. I think he suffered an injury and some of the recruiting services kind of downgraded him. But I was really excited to see him coming out of high school because I felt like this guy has all the physical gifts and the speed and the hands. And it seemed like he was a little underutilized in the system that we were running at the time. As a high school coach, how much of the systems that you run in high school? How much does that weigh into how they how they it translates at the college level, right? If you've got a guy and um, he's running a certain system in high school, you know, does, is it do certain systems help prepare them better for the college level than others? Thank you for listening to the War Report podcast. You can find more of our content on YouTube. Please go over there, click like and subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you can get notified when we're dropping more content for you. We are the War Report on Twitter and Instagram, TW Report on TikTok. Now let's get back to more of the podcast.
2: Yeah, I think so. It's kind of, kind of depending because if you say you're, you have a kid who's uh, in a run-heavy offense. And doesn't really run the route tree at all, similar to kind of what we just said uh, with, with Auburn receivers or whatnot, then, you know, once you get to the next level and you get a guy in your face that's pressing, or they're asking you to run this route that you never ran in high school, it can be a little different. And I think that's why they have red shirt years and they give right. you four years right. of eligibility, just so you, and not, not because I'm not to say the academics, but just saying you get those years of eligibility. To give you time to develop and kind of get an understanding of what they want you to do may, that you didn't do in high school right. so i de- right. I definitely think um and like we just said from the college to the pros it, it's the same thing i think if you know where you're going and you know what they do then you maybe you work on that so that when you get there um the learning curve is not as steep but I, it definitely. I I've seen guys in the wing T offense in high school that were receivers and, and athletes go to college and they're lost because they've never really run a route. They've just been running go routes and they're bigger and more athletic than most of the guys that are playing. So that comes into effect a lot of times for high school kids.
0: Yeah. And I think that dovetails. Right. Um, Mike was just uh, kind of queuing it up about um, development. Right. Like um, how important is it for those guys or, or, what's kind of the process of getting that developmental work on, you know, making sure you got your foot's, your, your, your steps right, right? Like, a, you know, figuring out how to get your brakes off the line or figuring out come how on. to come out of your brake at the top of a route. Like, how do guys, how, how did you? You know, make that transition to figuring in that out when it came from going from high school to college and then from college to the pros because it's going to be different at every level because the athletes are better, right? And they're they're gonna you're gonna have to figure out different ways to you know to stem that route or whatever it is. You know, what what are the processes for getting that development done personally? And then how much does the program factor into developing that guy?
2: Yeah, well, me personally, when I was in school, we had a great coach and Greg Knox,
0: who's now
2: the uh, the running back coach of Florida he been in the SEC to 25, 30 years almost. So he was a really, really good coach when it came to details, attention to detail, depth, getting off the ball, releases, getting vertical off of your release, playing physical. Um, and if you can ask any of the guys that I played with, they would probably all say the same thing, that he was a really, really good coach to where you weren't going to be soft. You were going to be on time. You were going to know what you're doing. You're gonna you're gonna understand the concepts of what we're trying to do. So um, for me personally, I feel like I was fast, I was big, but he just helped me with all the small things that you needed to develop um, as a receiver. So I think a lot of it is yeah, you have a skill set when you come in, but being coached to to you know with the particulars to be able to, for that to translate on Saturdays.
0: Let me kind of ask a follow up about that So like running the routes is one thing But like a whole other portion of that Which I think um, You know Happens a lot in the Gus on system Specifically is figuring out How to be a good blocker At the wide receiver position So like um, You know I, I just wonder like you've, you've been watching Auburn football Like where do you feel like um, those guys need to be able to develop better skills with that sort of thing. Being able just yeah. like, is, is that for me? You know, I've always thought blocking is really just kind of like a mentality thing. Like, no, it's, you, you, you want to do it, it's,
2: done. yeah, it's definitely a mentality. And to be honest, like, uh, we ran the ball so much, you ain't had no choice. I mean, we used to call right. ourselves extra linemen. Right. We'd be out right. there and be like, Coach, give us number 78, 79. We ain't throwing, you know. So, <laughs> right. so, right. so really, I think it is a mindset, but. Coming in, I didn't really myself, Devin, Mix, Ben, Courtney Taylor, we did, we, we were, you know, tough guys, but we weren't, we didn't have that mindset. And I right, think right. Coach Knox made it a point that you weren't gonna play if you didn't mm-hmm. get that mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of that came, like I said, from Coach Knox. Okay, look, fellas, it is what it is. You know, we're gonna run the ball. You're gonna get your opportunity to make a play, but when we're running the ball, you better be physical you're not playing. Mm-hmm. You know, and there wasn't no transfer portal. You couldn't call your mom and daddy and all that crap. You <laughs> right, you right. was going to block. And if you didn't block, you wasn't going to play. Right. And I think that's what really helped our our running backs. I mean, we had a lot of great legendary running backs. But but I feel like with the offensive line, the fullbacks, and the mentality that we had on the outside, that it was going to make them that much better because we were blocking our butts off. Mm-hmm. You
1: you know, I rem- one of my favorite other favorite moments from that season was Cadillac breaking out for like an eighty yard touchdown, and you'll probably remember this. And Jarris McIntyre running right beside him all the way to the end zone. Now, Lack won't admit it, but you were
2: faster than him. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, what yeah. you mean? I, 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 got, I got the clip. I got the clip still. You know, so so I don't want to. Yeah, 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 he know that too. So if he come on here, y'all can replay it and he'll. I will text him right now. And tell him. You know, hopefully, Harsh can keep him on. Keeps him on because we do need him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We need to keep Lack Hopefully, they keep him on. But I text him early. I will text him again. So if he's gonna get on this show, I ask him that same question. I will. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, because you definitely outran him down the field on that touchdown. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He had the train in front of him. Um yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. A lot of what I hear you saying is is that while there is some responsibility on the receiver, whoever we hire a wide receiver coach is gonna be super important because you've you've, you've talked you've reiterated that you guys had a coach and coach Knox who instilled a mindset right and you weren't going to be soft right you know and this is what you had to do to get on the field and the names that you named now i i've said that you i, I thought you were one of the more underrated receivers we had but let me tell you that was collectively one of the best wide receiver we ever had Yo, at auburn y'all yeah.
0: y'all were y'all were some beasts out there man like, oh my god, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, i yeah, think that people, whole crew was underrated man yeah, yeah yeah and i and, I, and yeah. I
2: feel me too and i feel like it comes to and not to rehash, as we always talk about, we ain't we ain't throw that much. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we cherish the moments that we had. But we know if we were in an offense in today's offense, myself, you know, I got drafted. Courtney Taylor got drafted. Kevin Aromashu got drafted. Ben Obamanu got drafted. And Anthony Mix was a free agent, right? Who right. was uh, who was able to uh, you know hang around a little bit in the in the league as well as Silas Daniels. Silas. So, Silas, so you Silas, you know, Silas, right. yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I mean, with uh, all of us. Like like and and I think coach had that luxury of Jairus, you're the senior, you're gonna show these young boys what I've been telling you the last two, or three years. Definitely you know, Ronnie Daniels and Tim Carter and those other Clifton Robinson and those guys. But I mean, if I didn't block, <laughs> I was going to the bench. If if, right. if if Mix didn't block, if Ben didn't block, if Devin didn't block, you were going to the bench. And and it was no if, ands, and buts. It just is what it is. So I just feel like having that depth and having everybody, you know, buy-in yeah. to that mindset. It made us really, really good, and now, now we wish we would have caught you know more passes. And I think I figure you know that's why we're underrated because we made the plays when we could. But I mean, you know, skies would have been the limit if we touched it even more. At the end of the day, man, we won a lot of games. We're still super close to this day, and we'll laugh about it here and there how we had to block and coach had us trying to chop block and all kind of crap. So, <laughs> so it was it was it was pretty interesting, but it was fun. It was fun, and we cherished all the moments.
1: Well, I really appreciate you uh, uh, Joining us today uh, for a chat Um, You know, there's a lot of buzz around the program Right now because we're bringing in a new system We've had one coach for eight years And now a lot of us as fans or expecting to see something completely different. And wide receiver is one of those positions that, you know, we've had some good receivers come through, but the production has been underwhelming, right? So, you know, uh, hiring the right coach, instilling the mi- right mindset, and then the players taking it upon themselves to develop the chemistry that you talked about is how we're going to see a better product on the field on Saturdays. Um, but you are a developer of Young Minds now and young players uh can you tell us a little bit about uh being head coach at tampa catholic i know that's your alma mater right that's where you went to high school yeah, high school. yeah that's
2: my alma mater man right. we uh right. i'm enjoying it up until this point i got got some got some really good players some good kids that that are you know with the right mindset i'm trying to instill that mindset in them you know the same way that i had with with coach knox and other coaches that i played for so um it's been interesting it's been fun it's been you know hard at times just learning you know learning on the fly but I got a good staff around me and some guys who got some potential so I really really enjoyed it and I'm just trying to help them continue to develop and be great young men and maybe you know send some send a couple more up to Auburn I hopefully. was gonna oh, yeah. I was gonna say hopefully, yeah, hopefully they're, they're you're, they're, you're, you got them in the pipeline because we need them. yeah, yeah you already know sure. I got a, I got one with an Auburn offer now I man. I got a couple other Auburn potential potential guys but you know I let them I let them pick and choose what they want to do and for what's sure. best for them yeah. Um. I've had you know a lot of guys sign these last three years, so I, I I let them do what they do. But you know I'm always looking at that orange and blue man trying to get his back right.
0: For, for sure. sure. For sure. I'm, I'm, let me ask you one more question before we get out of here. Just on that same tip about recruiting, like does the the news of Brian Harson being the new coach there? What what does that do for a recruits' mind? Like if you, you know if Jarrett McIntyre is coming out of high school right now and he hears Auburn oh. just hired coach harson like what, what what would that do for you as a wide receiver thinking about the potential in this system
1: thank you for listening to the war Report podcast as we continue to grow we're asking our community for help so if you would like to support us please visit the about section on our youtube channel you can also find the link on our facebook page we appreciate your support and war eagle to
2: be honest I ain't never heard of Harson, so. Join so, <laughs> so Join the club. Club. Hey, yeah. club. So I'd have been like, i be like, hold up, now I would have went straight to YouTube, For sure. you know, <laughs> Which, figure out, all go of it, straight, all of it. straight to Google. Yeah. How many? How many, your leading receiver? How many catches did he have last year? You know, your second receiver, what did he have? But he you had know, a couple thousand
0: yard receivers yard, in his system. Yeah. Last, so
2: last. if I see that, and knowing mm-hmm. that you know he he's a, a you know he from from what I hear, great hard nosed coach. Um, won a lot of games at Boise, and I'm looking. Say, okay, well, let's sit down and talk, and then kind of get a feel for who you're going to have as your receiver coach. What are your plans for me, and things of that nature. So I think it may, you know, take them a little bit of time to kind of for for the kids to kind of get a feel for it. But I know, um, you know, we, we should be in good hands because he's been successful at Boise, and and I think that you know he'll be able to bring it to the south, getting the right guys in there uh, in the building to help him out. But um, from what I see and what I know of him being an offensive guy, as a receiver, I would, I would be happy to be able to sit down and talk and get a feel for, okay, how are we going to do? And from what i seen, from what I looked up, I mean, he looks like he's going to be legitimate and going to throw it around and run it as well. So we'll have a really good balanced offense.
1: You know, I got one more question before we get out of here, uh, because it has been a thing with our commenters. And I just want, you know, you're, you're a guy who's played in a lot of different systems and you coach it and you've done it at the next level, Jerris um we we when we on upon film study it it was apparent to us that he runs a lot of pro style concepts a lot of our listeners have come in and said he runs a multiple offense it's a multiple offense and i'm not going to lie at first i was like what is that and then it looks like it's just a bunch of different sets it's a you know can you have you can you explain the
2: multiple offense to us it's funny you say that because when people ask me what kind of offense do you run i say i run a four receiver set i could be with a tight end and a fullback i could be with two tight ends and a running back mm-hmm. right i could be with five receivers so um from what i've seen with him he has multiple sets so i don't know if that's pro style because at the end of the day what is pro style is right. pro style a tight end with two backs and two receivers because when i watch the chiefs sometimes they have five receivers and they're Mahomes is rolling right, throwing it behind his back to the left. So is that pro style now? Is that college style? So I feel like um our new head coach is a multiple set kind of guy with different formations, mm-hmm. with some pro style concepts. Right, right. So he has yeah, so he has pro style concepts, but I don't think it's pro style because he'll still throw in, you know, some read option.
1: Right. He'll right. still
2: throw in some other stuff that that a lot of colleges still do. But at the same time, he'll line up under the center with the fullback and a tailback and hand it to the tailback like like, you know, they were doing with Bo Jackson. Yeah, I I,
1: I
0: formation type stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So so, how I was explaining it is just the difference between a pro set, which is, you know, a personnel package versus the concepts that they're going to be running for route trees and what the quarterback's being asked to do pre snap, you know, at the line of scrimmage and then post snap reading coverages. That's pro style.
2: First yes, is a pro set. Yes, yes, yes. I know, and that's when, when you break it down like that. It is. It's kind of like it's almost like an open-ended question because you could say, "Yeah, he's a pro style," but then you look at some of the concepts, and you're like, "Well, that's not pro style." Right. But then right. you go back and look, and be like, "Okay, well, this play was a pro style set." Set. You know, the quarterback is reading. it's cover four, cover two. They're making adjustments off the coverage. You're not right. looking to the sideline for a play. You're right. looking back. So, like that is pro style. So, from what I've seen. He is doing some pro style stuff, which, but he still has some college football concepts. But he is doing some pro style stuff. So I don't know which which one is which. He's just a multiple set, in my opinion, a multiple set kind of guy, which I think those are the best offenses because you don't know if you're gonna get spread or you don't know if you're gonna get 21 personnel. We're gonna be running power right down your throat. Right, so right. um it should be fun, man. I'm excited to see. Um, you know, Gus did some great things for us over the years but you know got a new guy in so i'm excited to see what he can do
1: well Jerris, thank you for coming on to spend some time with us uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to kind of help us educate our listeners uh we are the war rapport on youtube please click like and subscribe we're we'll gonna we're gonna be bringing you guys more interviews like this from former players to help us you know break down and analyze you know what we're going to be seeing on the field next year the war rapport on twitter and instagram tw rapport on tiktok gentlemen as always war Eagle. More Eagle. Thank y'all.